Hey everybody, it's Dave Hodges here of the Common Sense Show in the guest segment. We're so glad to be with you, and we have a terrific guest as advertised in the intro, and that is Sarah Westall, and she often appears on our TV show at uh, thecommonsenseshow.tv. Unfortunately, we have technical issues today, and we've had technical issues on every broadcast format we have had, including articles being snatched off my website. That's not a stranger to Steve Quayle. He has that happen all the time. And uh, so we're getting major interference. Sarah and I have shifted our interview to Skype. It is unadvertised, so we think we're going to get away with it. Uh, but before we join Sarah with some groundbreaking revelations, I want to just let you know I've got good information from good people, what I've been telling you. By the end of the year, if you do not have your storable food, you're going to have real difficulty getting it. You may be able to get it, but it might be unaffordable. Right now, if you're stockpiling, we have a four-week special, $100 off each four-week special. So if you're accumulating food, this is the most inexpensive way to do it, restaurant-quality food. It is really, really good, folks. I've tasted it. I've gone through a couple of meals because you you got to know what you're going to get into, and I could survive on this. And I guess that's 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. Don't let the grass grow under your feet under this one, folks. I implore you. And if you're just going to connect cans, that's fine. That'll get you six months to a year, and that's okay. That's better than doing nothing. But do something. This is 25-year shelf life. Preparewithdave.com. Well, anyway, Sarah has been a guest on our show many times. She has a great broadcast that we're going to have her talk about that you can follow if you're not familiar with it. She gets really good guests. Um, she is a storehouse of knowledge, and we thought it was time that we compared what we are finding and I'm going to start so I'm going to go first here very quickly and let Sarah weigh in the uh, I reported in early October that the campaign contributors to Trump were being doxxed and I had the list and I published the list documented the list backtracked it to an Antifa related site controlled by George Soros and two of my friends were on the list two people who live in my community were on the list Excuse me. So I had the misfortune of having to go to them and say, you need to see this. And they were not happy. There, This was a police issue in New Hampshire, as well as covered by a local TV station. It spread to Kansas City, and the Republican Party was responding to it. And this was the first week in October. Now, uh, Steve Coyle and I both have the same information, independently of each other, that... Uh, at least six U.S. senators that are still un... Let's put it this way. They're not uh, identified personally. But six U.S. senators have received body bags in their front yards with the same death notes on them that appeared in early October. So, Sarah, welcome to the show. And I think that's a good backdrop to start from. And I know that you're looking at things like this as well, too. Yeah, I we are. I just had General McInerney on my show last night, and we got into it pretty deeply. Um, you know, I never know how deep I can go with certain guests. He was surprised that I said, like, "Wow, you get the whole picture." Like, yeah, you don't even realize how much more I know, but I don't know how to, how far to go with people. But he's he's just uh, he's a true patriot, and he thinks that Donald Trump needs to do the Insurrection Act. He thinks that he needs to do martial mm -hmm. law, and he thinks he needs to shut down the mainstream media networks. And we talked about how compromised 
all the court systems are. We even talked about whether we would get cooperation from the Supreme Court. It is. This is a very, very scary time, Dave. I just saw a report this morning that the DOJ quietly changed the way that they can do execution protocols, and they no longer are requiring federal death sentences to be carried out by only lethal injection. They're clearing the way to use methods like the firing squads and poisonous gas. That's because they're going to kill people in mass. I think so, too. But they did yeah. that. They changed the rules. And also, Barr just came out and showed his true colors that he is uh, that's why we haven't seen any prosecutions because he's been a gatekeeper and that he says there's no evidence of fraud or not enough I mean and we both have talked about this we know that the it's so obvious and obscenely obvious that there's fraud so anybody that comes out publicly and says that there isn't any fraud with this election are um, clearly just showing what side they're on you know because it's so obvious I could not agree with you more. And you've been at the forefront of a lot of this, Sarah. There's absolutely no question about that. But um, when we're looking at the Kabuki two-step when it comes to Barr, uh, yeah, there's no fraud, just like the Democrats are saying. But if there is fraud, there's not enough to make any difference. And so we've got that two-step dance going on. But I just want to remind you and everybody else, Barr is the man when we talk about the Randy Weaver case where his 15-year-old son was shot in the back as the FBI was there to take down Randy Weaver for a shotgun that was one quarter of an inch too short. He wasn't responding to a court conviction. And so the FBI showed up with SWAT teams. And they shot his 15-year-old son in the back. They shot his wife, Vicki, through the head as she was holding their baby. And she mm. died instantly. And eventually, Randy Weaver, I think, was awarded somewhere between $3.5 and $4 million from Congress. But Bill Barr enabled those snipers to get off without being charged. Jeez. Yeah, That's Barr. I... That's Barr's background. I hate Barr. I got to tell you, Sarah, I screamed at the top of my lungs when Trump appointed him. Well, he's showing his colors now, and you were right, because that's why we haven't seen anything. And now they have CNN posted something about how they're doing a, a uh, investigation, the DOJ, an investigation into a pardon. They're calling it Pardon Gate, where apparently Trump pay for a pardon. Like, give me a freaking break. Not even, you know? that, that's not even believable. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> like, okay, so after the, the Russian hoax, and after the fake impeachment over a phone call, and now co claiming there's no election fraud, we're supposed to believe you in this one? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Sarah, I want you to respond to this, and, and I'll use my home state as an example, okay? I've wondered how the deep state could be as deep as it is, how wide it is, and that shocked me the most. Through Trump's presidency, I first believed if we arrested Hillary and maybe about 50 others, it could be happy days or here again. But I, I see now the deep state just permeates. But here's how they do the control. You have a governor, Doug Ducey, who's placed on the board of TGen, and he gets great benefits. He's making a lot of money. He doesn't disclose it because it's all paid in ways that can't be tracked. And I've got that from people inside the Republican Party here that serve in government. And so Ducey is pro-vaccine because of TGen and makes money on Sonora Quest Laboratories, the biggest tester in Arizona. So the stroke of his pen moves billions of dollars. Okay, so Ducey is the pro-vaccine guy. He turned on Trump and certified the election. 
um, which was, is still in jeopardy, and the state legislature in Arizona is meeting about the fraud that's going on, and yet Ducey still certified the election. And that's because Trump is not pro-vaccine. But I've also been involved with Mojave County and Kingman, Arizona, the county seat, and I've been working with the leadership up there. In fact, Sheriff Mack and I went up there and did a presentation to their people trying to recall the mayor of Kingman. And here's what we found, an open comment by the county commissioners of Mojave County. They're being paid care money, C-A-A-I-R, uh, care money to maintain the lockdown under the threat of having to pay the money back. They have to keep the lockdown on. And what I'm saying to you is it goes to the county and then it spread to the city of Kingman and there's money exchanging hands at each level and the what I'm seeing here is the way the deep state maintains control is through financial incentives through uh, governmental bodies it's like a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme well they have this this is something that I've been trying to wrap my head around too just like you so you saying that just really hit a spot for me because that's exactly what I'm trying to figure out is how is it this wide and this deep and you know I did a show with Jimmy Boots you know Detective Rothstein where we a couple years ago we talked about blackmail being the currency of the rich and power you know the powerful of this whole scheme and but even then I didn't quite understand how deep and wide this really goes and they've gotten so good at not only blackmail and pay for play, but also psychological operations. And we're seeing the psychological operation with the mass media right now because they know people are afraid to leave the comfort zone of the sheep narrative. You know, they, they know that, so they've mastered that. But there's enough of us that are saying, well, I don't care what the sheep and the rest of everybody says. I know what's right and wrong, and I, fo I follow what's right. And, and so they, they've figured out how to um, analyze the psychological profile of somebody to know whether you're that type of person or not. If you're that type of person, you're automatically rejected. And then they find the people who are, um, who, who need to, they get, they're blackmailable or they can follow. There's something about them that they can get to do what they need them to do. The same way that they've promoted generals. Anybody that has the attitude of I follow what's right and wrong the majority of the generals since the early 90s have started to be promoted and put into place based on political reasons. So they have been doing this for a while to plan for this time, and they have gotten good at it. And it is incredible how good they are at it. And now we are reacting. Yeah, and you just triggered something in me. Um, when I was fighting my property rights uh, battle that went from 03 to 2012 against McCain and his uh, bankers trying to steal our land without compensation, I ran into a general, and um, we've kind of lost contact, but for about two years we talked a lot. He worked in the Pentagon, and now he was retired in Sun City, Arizona, a uh, big retirement community, and he told me the same thing you just told me. He said a lot of us looked at each other and said, there's a political takeover of our military going on right now before our eyes. Mm -hmm. And this was pre-Obama. This was Clinton years. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. I've heard this before. In fact, let me tell you this: the depth it's gone to. I have a um, former, um, well, he was real high in the Air Force, then he went Arsov, and um, he was high-ranking. 
and he's pretty outspoken and I'm sure they know who he is although we still do identity protection as much as we can and he put me in contact at two different conversations in May with two Pentagon officials both of them have armed themselves because they worry about either being killed on the job or being abducted and held until they do what the other side wants and this is in the Pentagon I have a friend in DHS who says we'll be fighting each other one day this is what I think is yeah. coming I think that this division within these agencies is coming well the good part though of and there's nothing good about fighting but let's let's go there the good part is that the people who are controlled with blackmail or or and they would otherwise be a decent human being they with war it gives them a um, an out to just fight for the good side you know you know because once you get to that point where it's all out okay I know that's terrible but we'll see how many defectors from the bad side we actually get the other thing is there's gonna be a lot of people we think are good who really are infiltrators like bar like bar yeah and I, I just it's it becomes shocking it's I'm not I'm not even shocked anymore I mean I guess I was a few months ago but every time I see this, I guess I'm not shocked. I'm more like you, like, wow, this is deep. Yeah. And this is, it, it's, it, it's not that the organization itself of um, Deep State, and it is an organization, it's run like a business. Yes, it is. And, and it's not like they're um, independently deep. And they have gone out and like going to a mass Christian revival. They've won souls for God, and this is souls for, for overthrow. It's not like they've done that. They control the purse strings, um, and I've and I'm seeing it happen right here in my own state. They even tried this in Yavapai County, which is basically the Prescott area, which is a big, growing metropolitan area now of about 125,000 people. And I know a lot of people in that area. In fact, I spoke to the Yavapai County um, Oath Keepers last Saturday. And, and I know that the takeover has been tried there, too. And these people have rejected it. Well, some... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Mojave County commissioners are dishonest. They took the bribes from Ducey. The Yavapai County commissioners won't buy into it. That's and, great. And so it shows you that all politics is 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 local but it also shows you that these people understand the meaning of the word agenda 21 bottom up mm -hmm. from the bottom. exactly this is, this is what they're doing and it's exactly what they're doing and so they get people hooked and dependent and then they have the stick approach where they come back and okay we'll make you lose your job if you're an academic and speak out you have no academic freedom anymore you're fired and and uh, it, mainstream media, oh, you don't dare investigate this. You'll lose your job. Yep. And this is what they do across the board. And then they expanded into big tech, and they deplatform people like yourself. And this is how they maintain control. Sarah, I'm going to tell you something. I think you're going to find really bizarre. And I promise you, I'm not a shill. <laughs> I've got a lot of years. <laughs> I got a lot of years behind me. I've been shot at, and I've been run off the road. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot of years and police reports to validate what I'm about to say. I am no shill, but YouTube reinstated my um, uh, monetizing my videos. I heard that. That is really interesting. Maybe because they know that you're not, I don't know. Like, they will not 
with me. They, I had my backup channel that they quickly deleted. So I don't know. That's yeah. really strange. Well, I belong to a group. Um, and so deference to them, so they don't take Keith. I don't, I'm not going to mention their name, but I belong to a group and have an agent with them. And they worked for the demonetization I'm doing for um, about three and a half months. And eventually it happened. See, I didn't do this on my own. YouTube won't communicate with me. Um, I wrote them and said, well, what did I do wrong? What did I, what were the magic words that I said? And they wouldn't uh, respond. So, so now with YouTube, here's how I use them. And this is to tell people, because I'm, I'm getting a reputation as a shill, and it's really undeserved, and it really pisses me off because of who I've taken on in the past. I took on John McCain when he was running for president. And it's not an accident that when I was going on Good Morning Connecticut, for example, and he's campaigning there, that in the last minute of my interview with Jim Mars, I have eight shots fired over my house, and the oh, police, re re police respond. And two months later, I'm, I'm practically run off the road and have to run for protection uh, to the local fire department to get people off my butt. So that really pisses me off when people say that I'm a shill. Um, so what we do now is we use YouTube as like a little mini vanilla news item, and we set it up for more on the TV show. Well, yeah. So to, right now, it's I, that's smart, actually. And you, you have a good platform where you can still reach people. So that's good. Now, YouTube is is losing viewership, and it is going downhill, and it's losing their... But they're in full, full-out war mode. So I don't know if they care about their reputation right now. I don't think anybody cares. Fox News has lost over half their viewership. It's very interesting how things are going down right now, and we're just starting to see the beginning of it. It's going to get worse before it's going to get better here, and. Um, we just have to prepare, like you said, get the food. I do have food, storable food. Um, I need to have food that isn't storable. I need to get more of that. But we just have to protect ourselves. I have my right license to carry, and uh, my my son has his license to carry. My daughter has her gun license. I mean, we're all set up, and um, it's important because we don't know what's going down, and I'm there to protect. Um, I I don't know. My son even bought me a bulletproof vest that he wants me to wear. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, it's not in yet. It's going to be here pretty soon. They just shipped it. Yeah, you know, we've put the surveillance on the house. I live remote. I mean, I live 15 miles from the nearest gas station. And so we're remote out here, and we're a community, but we're still remote. But despite that, in June, right right before Flag Day, I had my flag torn down off my house. You could sit out on my, on my house in front of my street, and you might not see a car for two to four hours. Yet, someone found their way to my house and did vandalism on my Trump stuff, on my flag. I had a fake Medicare salesman come to my door. I said, how do you even know I'm eligible for Medicare? And I started asking him questions, and he turned and left, but he dropped his card on the ground. In other words, it was a threat. You better shut your mouth or else. Oh, uh, geez. My broadcasts are being interfered with as people who'd listened to my most recent Steve Quayle interview. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying about conceal carry. And, and trust me, we have our toys out here, too. We're ready. But yeah, well. But I'm deciding, do I hire a security guard or bring a family member in for that purpose? So, yeah, th this is something. And, and I did something Saturday I've never done. In recent, when I go somewhere, I'm usually going with someone that's armed. If I'm going to speak to a group, 
I didn't at the Yavapai group because I know them so well. And the, the, the guy who runs it, Jim Royal, he's armed when he's there. So he wears a sidearm. But, but uh, yeah, th this is a scary time we live in. And I will tell you this, sir. I have information. Steve has it. Um, Paul Preston of the 51st State Movement knows about this, as does Bob Griswold. Um, and we all know that, uh, and you've reported on this to some degree, that the Canadians are opening up isolation camps for COVID, but they're really a cover for concentration camps. And some of them are going to be run by the communist Chinese. And the two Pentagon people that I spoke to in May said this was coming. They expected people in our business area, like you and me, and people like them to be taken there to see if they can be re-educated under the guise that you're still independent, but you're writing what they tell you to write, or they'll kill you and your family. Oh, jeez. I don't know if yeah. you've heard that or not, but uh, I, I haven't. But I, yeah. I, I've heard other things, and I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. What I've heard is that they're going to see anybody that is pliable. Anybody who isn't is just going to be disposed of. Not even just your family, just you, your whole family, maybe. They're going to do what they can to manipulate you and use you, because they want to turn all of your followers. They want to manipulate everybody. But they're also into depopulation, so they might not mess around with us unless they feel it's useful. I mean, these ha people have absolutely no morals. Well, they're they're just following the classic Bolshevik revolution playbook. Yes, they are. The ones that are um, not part of that Luciferian system, and they're part of the Bolshevik. They're just they they're the brainwashed crew. That's what they're doing. Wow. It's just mind-boggling for me. Um, that's actually happening. That's gone that it, far. Yeah, I just, it, it just. All your BS over the years is actually, is actually true. <laughs> I'm that, not laughing. I just, no, I know. I know what you're saying. No, you know, it's one thing to know what you're writing is correct. It's another thing to actually see it unfolding in real time. I didn't, you didn't want to be right. I know that I've said that with other people too. When we said, Oh my gosh, we knew this was coming down. We just didn't know it was going to come down like this. And we didn't want to be right. You know, there's always that cognitive dissonance, even with your own stuff. I, I just am, I'm beside myself with, with what I've been writing about largely started in about 2014. Okay. I'll give you an example. The medical martial law camps. This is exactly what's happening in Canada. We call it ESF number 8 through 14. Celeste is on 14. I started out with 8 in 2014, and this is how we found each other. And the modern-day version of medical martial law under HHS is still real, but there's no medical treatment personnel assigned. There's not one <laughs> medical organization. Who so is there they, anybody assigned? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you know the beginning of this. It was um, uh, an executive order by George W. Bush and another one by Obama that followed up and modified it to where if you just had sniffles, you could be taken away. In in basically any medical symptom is subject to you being incarcerated, and they went through great detail about how they'll transport you and how they'll take the bids for the transportation. And I wow. looked up the organizations connected to HHS on this. There were 17 of them, and they were the usual DHS, you know, the uh, State Department and so forth. But there wasn't one medical organization connected to the camp. And I said, this ain't about who's sick. This is about who they want to exterminate. Mm-hmm. 
And that was yeah. twenty. That was twenty fourteen, and people laughed at me. So now I have a video from Canada, from a man who stood up, and he's a Canadian representative. He says, "I want to know how many of my people and uh, yep. my constituents are going to be incarcerated, uh, and and for what crimes will they have committed? Is it all COVID, or is it something else?" Boom, we cut off his mic. Yep, uh, there's a uh, a person up in Canada who's in the legislature that I've been trying to get on my show. But I think they're just not ready to go yet to the independent media, at least like General McInerney and those guys are like, screw it, I'm ready, I'm going, because this is, this is the only way we're going to get our word out. In Canada, they're still, you know, within the sheep system. But I think in the United States, enough of them now, we've built up our credibility enough where they realize we're the real media and the others are just completely compromised. Um, but you're absolutely right. There was also a doctor that went on um, in Canada, and I have the whole video. And he he's he's a top, one of the top people, and very very good credentials. And he just said the whole thing's a hoax, um, and it, it was very good talk that he gave. And it was a couple of minutes, but it was at least it was good. And it was a local uh, meeting, local uh, government meeting, so he wasn't cut off. And you have the whole the whole video. But yeah, there are people coming out with some courage. It's, you know, Canada, I've talked to a lot of people in Canada and they're trying to go with the common law system. They're trying to break Canada. I, I've reported this, Canada has completely fallen, um, I believe. And that Justin Trudeau is completely compromised. He's part of this Luciferian system. He's part of the globalist takeover and he's ushering them into that system. They have the concentration camps, they have everything. I mean, Canada's ready to go. Uh, Mexico, thank God, is fighting back a little bit. Yes, um, they they're are. not. Yes. Yeah, that thank God, and and so and then we see what's happening now with Trump because Trump is was fighting back and, you know, he needs to do this martial law like General McInerney. They got to shut off this mainstream media because all they are is a propagation. Uh, they're a propaganda arm of this depopulation globalist agenda. It's very scary, but. Canada, there are groups of people working to do common law and to break out of their system. I think they've come to the point where that's the only thing they think will work because the entire country has fallen. And um, it's scary. Yeah, and they do have Chinese troops up in Canada. They have uh, naval ships out of Vancouver, the Chinese. Um, it's very serious. And here, uh, we they're just ready. They're surrounding us and ready to pounce. I agree. But they... Trump needs to, you know, they're doing this whole court thing, this whole court thing to maybe educate the public and whatever. But I, I mean, at some point, how, how much can you educate the public when you have the mass media who's a complete, you know, they're completely traitors and committing treason. And they're in the, most of the people are very easy to brainwash. You just got to shut them down and say, this is what's happening. Now they're going to say that he's a dictator and everything else, but they got to shut them down and then educate people. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know how else we, we get around that because they are, they are, they're, this is bad. We're at war. When Trump was inaugurated, my friend Paul Martin of Revolution Radio said that if he doesn't invoke the Insurrection Act right now, and this is when Madonna was saying burn down the White House and all the other stuff is going on. He said if, we, if he doesn't invoke the um, Insurrection Act right now, his presidency will be a waste of time and they'll find a way to get rid of him. And he proved to be a prophet. On uh, uh, the morning after the election, 
and it was clear to me what had happened. They shut down the votes and brought in the mail-in you know, security votes to, to flip the election. And I had the statistics based on mainstream media facts like Wisconsin, 91% of the vote in, Trump 8.5% lead, Biden needs 80% of the remaining votes to win. He didn't get 80, he got 111%. <laughs> and, and so I said at that time, that morning, it's time for the Insurrection Act. I said it again last week. And, and the only thing I can conclude is Trump has consistently been surrounded by people like Jared Kushner who give him bad advice because they're working for the other side. Jared Kushner has a $5 billion outstanding business loan owed to George Soros. So, you know, it's obvious where his loyalties lie. It's obvious where a lot of these people like Barr, I don't know why Trump just doesn't say, screw it. This is what the law says. Giuliani no doubt has told him to do this. I guarantee Giuliani's told him to invoke the Insurrection Act. He needs to do it today. Well, I'm I'm sure his because Lynn Wood tweeted out something. <laughs> yeah, I saw General that. General McInerney said it point blank on my show. Trump needs to do this, and he needs to do it now. And it was the Insurrection Act um, and the um, martial law, and and then we talked about the media being shut down because I'm like, okay, you do martial law, then all they're going to do, the whole media circus is going to go on board because it's a big operation. They're going to declare him a dictator and try to get the military to come in. I mean, it'll be bad because, no, they have to be shut down immediately, too. And then we have to do um, an education campaign. But what's going to happen immediately is Black Lives Matter and um, the, not the good ones, in black, not the people who have been brainwashed um, to think that's all good, but the actual uh, hired agitators. And the Antifa folks, who are really, a, it's a global organization that was a branch off of um, Al-Qaeda and trained by CIA, those guys are going to immediately do uh, rioting and create problems. So with the martial law, you can you can do a hard, he's like, you can, we can do a very tough takedown of that, those groups. And, um, and then we need to do a very broad education uh, with the truth, and I told I told them um, that this will be every every a citizen that knows the truth, Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter what side. People will line up behind this effort if they know the facts and the truth. The majority of them, because the truth sets us free. I mean, they wouldn't be lying like these guys are. They can't lie. You can't lie, otherwise it won't work. And um, that's his only option right now, I think. Because right, he has so many traitors around him. And I asked him, too. I'm like, well, does he have enough support around him to get this done? Because he knows there's traitors all over the place. And we, I, I coined the term, people are either a traitor, a coward, or a patriot at this point. They need to make a decision. And he goes, I'm writing that down. And then he started using that. Um, but it's true. People in those levels are either a traitor, a coward, or a patriot. I understand there's there's regular citizens that are still naive and brainwashed, but people who aren't, that applies to them, and they need to be making decisions. Our worst enemy right now, and, and I may write about this tomorrow, I'm kind of debating, but it's bystander apathy. The yeah, vast probably. majority of the 80 million people estimated to have voted for Trump know the election's been stolen, but somebody else will take care of it. Yep. Do you think that's what the Q effort thing is about? Yes. Is it trust the plan? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that, that whole trust the plan is a joke. We are, like Jesse said, and I interview Jesse Zaboter a lot, and she she is a um, the Luciferian cult. She was raised in that. 
and then got out when she was 10 and is still, uh, it's a long story, but uh, she was saying that um, we are all Lord, the Lord's army. So when the Lord's army comes in, this is her view of it, that when they talk about that, it's us. It's not like he, it's meant to be somebody else or some other army that he brings down. No, it's us rising up. It's all of us. That's the Lord's army. Unfortunately, it's just like the research done. You know, the guy keels over on the street in a mid-sized to small town. People stop and render aid. When it's in New York City, people step over the body in these experiments. Because the larger the group, the more people say someone else will take care of it. And this is what we're facing right now, is we have a nation where at least 60-70% of the nation knows the election's been stolen, but only about 1% are willing to do anything about it. Well, it's the same thing with the masks, you know, because I live in a really sheep area, and very few have the courage to take that mask off. I wear that little card, you know, that I got from um, um, our friend with the technocracy, Patrick Wood. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. and Yeah, because where else can you get, like, an official card? And for I claim a medical condition, and I wear this thing, I just flash it. The thing is, I can tell more and more people are supportive of me with that and, and agree with it. But how many people are actually walking around without a mask on? I'm one of the very few. People are afraid. Yeah, but they're um, in the line for the guillotine, so to speak, and um, they're not fighting back. I don't know, maybe I was in martial arts too many years, but if someone was going to kick my ass, I was going to make them earn it. And yeah. I'm... We're just laying down as a nation. I mean, we are, we're a nation of cowards. We, we really are. And, you know, the <laughs> I was listening to a, a radio host. I think it was... I don't remember who it was, but he was talking to some Europeans, and I Canadians tell me the same thing. But you Americans are different. You never give up. <laughs> like, and I've been told that too. You guys are different. You have a different attitude. Like, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, it gives me some encouragement. But I mean, I, I don't know. That's how the world sees us. Sarah, have you thought about the fact that we might end up with two Americas? I, I have. I've, I've almost thought that in some ways it might be um, it might be inevitable just because there's people like us and people who want to be a certain way and then there's people who want to be children and taken care of and part of that that weird environment. Like the government's their third parent. Yeah, I, I think that's how they see it. I think a large system, being a part of this large bureaucracy, people see it as another entity in of itself that takes care of them. I, I don't, I, I really do. And I, you know, the people who don't see it that way don't want it that way versus the people who just inherently see it that, that way. They can't get rid of that paradigm. They see people in public office as something more than what they are. Unfortunately, the way we're going, people like you and me, and people who visited the wrong websites, and people who read the wrong books and purchase those books with credit cards that can be traced, we're all going to be extinct. 
and this is what people don't realize there's never been a Bolshevik revolution style in the history of the world where a purge where millions of people weren't killed yep that's our faith if we don't stand up and just stand up right now yeah Trump is out of time and and here's here's the other thing that really pisses me off about the mainstream media they say Trump is rejected again in court for lack of evidence there's oh, no God. proof okay excuse me what's happening to Trump is called summary judgment evidence hasn't even been looked at by the courts so how the hell does Barr who's not on Trump's legal team how the hell does he know if Trump has proof of fraud enough to make a difference he he does know there's proof enough because yeah. anybody with half a brain can see what we can see they know the proof is is an there's an avalanche of proof it's overwhelming amount of proof everybody saw it themselves they woke up they knew everybody knows who has a brain so these people are traitors and we're seeing their true colors and but they the people who are easily manipulated the sheep that are afraid to leave the comfort of the the sheep narrative which it's a they know psychologically people are like that they want to be part of the herd they don't want to be different they're afraid to go against the herd and so they're using that psychological warfare element against them and then they're surrounded by those messages in social media and everywhere they look because they're censoring us and then and then they're also putting us in a bubble you know I even think this parlor thing is even though I go on it it's kind of a bubble because then it's like okay you guys are all in your own thing and you're not bothering the other people who aren't who don't know enough that's why I won't go off of that. that's why it's, I'm glad you're on YouTube and that's why I advertise my show still to every everyday people because I want more and more people to see my stuff I'm not going to just advertise to the people who already know. I mean, no. I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because, I, uh, you know, I do want them to listen to my show. Yeah, because I'd like to have a popular show, too. I am a person. But that's that's not right now. That's not the challenge. The challenge is get to those other people. Let's reach them. Because uh, anybody who's still, if they're surrounded, especially the younger people. I watch my children. They're both in their um my daughter's 19, going to be 20 soon. My son's 23. They are completely surrounded by this narrative. It's a complete cyber war, complete operation against these people, against the young ones. Everywhere they turn, they see the narrative that's, that's uh, constructed for them. They do not see us. That's why I try to do what I can to reach them. My kids, and they try to, you know, I'm making somewhat of a dent because my kids are on board with with stuff because they see it too like oh my gosh my daughter was incensed with the election because it was so obvious so they're seeing it and I think there you know there's trickles of of getting out and pe they're talking um, but it's hard because and they they don't know how to speak they have to learn a new language of how to reach these people because they're so manipulated it's cyber warfare against these guys it's complete psyop I agree it's even penetrated the Christian conservatives. My son goes to a university. Oh, it's a Christian university. Yet he has a professor who many times in class, F Trump, F the Republicans. Oh God. And I'm thinking, and by the way, I used to teach at the same university for 14 years. 
and uh, how this if I would have done something like that I would have immediately been terminated yeah but now they just are outright it's I only retired two years ago I just retired two years ago Wow and and I'm decide I'm deciding what I'm gonna do with it with this information because maybe the infestation is just everywhere it's like a stage four cancer that you can't turn back. Well, have they lost their brains, their ability to think? I mean, I don't know. What is going on? How are they unable to critically think? Well, I asked my son. I said, do you think any of your classmates have contacted the dean? No, I'm sure they haven't. Why? Well, they're all afraid. Yeah. That was his answer to me. Well, they've done uh, some surveys with them, with the kids, and they say that the, the people who are pro-Trump are pro, they're not Marxists. They're not for this Bolshevik revolution. Um, they can't speak out. And they've said that they're afraid to give their opinions and ideas. It was something like 70% of them. It, it was a big number. So freedom of speech on the college campuses is pretty gone. Now that's the group that's the worst targeted are these young people. And it is, it's really incredible. My son said at first, cause he heard me and they pretty much pushed back quite a bit when he first got back from college because he's living with us now. Now he's like completely getting it because he's seeing what we're sharing with him and he's he's smart. But he's like, Mom, you got to see my Twitter feed and my the, the social media. And he started sharing this stuff with me. He goes, they, this is a whole nother paradigm. And that's what a lot of us adults don't realize is that they these people know what they're doing. This is an operation and it's been planned and they have the software and they have the cyber warfare tools all in place to do it. And they're using it against the American people. This is a formal coup that they're running and it's a formal operation. And we can see it with the mass media moving in unison. And what's scarier is that OAN, who is not uh, compromised as far as I can tell, they, I think they're one of the good guys, they put a compilation together of, you know when you see the compilations of um, of reporters and they say the same thing all over the place? Yes, yeah, okay. I, I, I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. They, they did a compilation of world leaders. <clears throat> same thing when they're talking about the Great Reset and they had the leader of New Zealand and the leader of, of um, some you know African countries and Canada and some of the European countries all saying the same thing. Thing, reading off a script that was bone chilling because one thing of reporters getting a news feed from Associated Press and because they can't afford to do all their own reporting it's another thing when world leaders do it I know I'm looking at something here and and um, on October 17th I wrote an article and uh, it said 370,000 dirty votes discovered in Pennsylvania October 17th why didn't Trump shut it down then he should have said right then Pennsylvania you're not holding an election with these people in charge I, I don't know it makes you wonder doesn't it I think he is he almost looks like he's weak or he's scared or just bad people around him he's still fighting he's still going gang gangbusters but I He's got a, like what General McInerney says, This is he's not strong enough. He can't use the courts. His courts are too compromised. And they use the example of what General Flynn had to deal with, with um, 
what's his the the judge that they had um, starts with an M I think I can't remember his name he was just completely compromised totally corrupt and they have you you just and he was a federal judge at a high level if there's that much corruption in the justice system unless you know that you have a fair judge you're done I just I it, he has to he's he was elected to protect us against enemies foreign and domestic and now we have domestic enemies and it's very clear I just like I said I'm just beside myself that he's not acting he had the right the day after the election to federalize the National Guard in Pennsylvania and and Michigan and send them in to secure the votes declare a coup was being attempted against the US government and the Constitution and bring in independent people under military auspices to count the votes. He had the right to do that under the Insurrection Act. I and don't I, know why they didn't. And, and Sarah, I've said it every day since that day. I don't he know why he didn't. He could still do it. He could still do it. I mean, we got evidence of Georgia state officials taking bribes to use uh, the crony voting machines. If he does it, waiting and getting this data out and evidence has some value. However, they can't wait much longer. They can't let this process ride itself out. Because I don't, not with the media and the, I, I don't know, maybe they think that it's just not the right time or they are, he's a stooge, I don't know. He's either a, if he never does it, then he ends up being a stooge, and that's really sad. A stooge in his own defeat. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I've thought the same thing. I've thought exactly the same thing. And then he's guilty of taking the rest of us down with him who've supported him. So he either needs to act or he's that. And I, it's hard when you're surrounded with, with a bunch of smart people who are traitors and you don't know it. But I do know that he's cleaning house internally, and he has, I've gotten inside information, he's even separated himself from family members, because he knows that some of them are not, you know, some of them are fairly compromised. So um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think he needs to um, get the courage and make these next steps. He has good attorneys. Those attorneys are the right, they're right, the way that they're behaving, and everything they're saying, you know, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, General McInerney, I know they're leaning on all those guys. They're, tell you this, they're the real deal. On January the 20th, this hasn't turned. Everyone you just mentioned will be charged under the Insurrection Act. Yes, they will be. But it'll so be Biden the, doing the charging. And Trump needs to understand that he's sending a death sentence to all of his supporters who are the most vocal if he doesn't stand up for them. Have you said that on your radio show? No, but I need to now. I just said it now, and I need I to say it publicly. I said it last night. <laughs> so, it's true. I guess great minds think alike, but it's as obvious <laughs> as the nose is on our face because it, it, we are facing a death sentence if Trump does not act. And I, I, I'm just beside myself. I mean, it, it's like America doesn't realize that Mao killed untold number of millions, estimated 70 to 100 million. Stalin killed at least 20 million, at least, oh, probably more. 
They think it's almost you know, like 60-something. It's yeah, bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I gave the low-end estimate. Uh, and so when you have revolutions like this, and, and we're more like Mao than Stalin. Stalin didn't really go after the culture as much as Mao did. Mao got into politically correct speech. You say the wrong thing, we'll kill you. Uh, Stalin was my, I think you might be on either side, I'm going to kill you. And those two differences are huge. And right now, we're facing a cultural revolution that parallels China and a social credit system on its heels. And so we can expect Chinese-type justice. And I don't think people understand what that means. That means they can take you to a camp and extract your organs while you're still awake. Because that's what they do in China. Well, I think these people despise us so much that almost anything is is on the table. I did a show with um, with Kay Rubichek, who is the director of a, sh of a movie called Finding Courage. It's about a ch Chinese family that was in their concentration camps. And it's a very good film. It was supposed to go on to the big picture, but it was shut down at the time of COVID, all the movie theaters. So they were forced to just do it on the internet. But she did a follow-up show with me because she just released a book that she calls The Walking Dead. And she said she waited a while to do this because she had to get her head around this because it was so different than the way that we think here in the West. But she interviewed um, dozens, couple, or a couple dozen former and current Chinese Communist Party officials and learned about just how they think and how they operate. It's so different than us on the West that it, you know, it took her a while just to say, how do I communicate this and how do I wrap my head around this? Because it just, it's so dark. And they, in that system, they have to, to survive. They have to separate themselves emotionally from things. Their humanity has to be separated because the acts and what they're expected to do is inhuman. And she said that um, to keep people in line, they are given, they're allowed to be creative on how they keep people in line, meaning it gets really brutal. And she's, you know, shared some of the brutality that they do with these people in the concentration camps. And basically anything you can think of, they, they do yeah, to right. try to re-educate you. Yeah, I've read her stuff. It's, uh, it's, it's frightening. Sarah, I need to make an announcement here real quick here. For our Global Star Radio audience and its affiliates, uh, we have to bid adieu. So thanks for joining us. If you want to catch the remainder, seven to eight minutes of this interview, uh, you'll catch it on our website at thecommonsenseshow.com. And to everybody else on our other track of affiliates, uh, we will be continuing for a few minutes more. But thanks for joining us. Uh, Sarah, I think one thing that you and I need to be doing, and I'm going to be just straight up honest with you, I've had sources exposed to me in the alternative media who are working for the other side. Um, I'll share some of those with you off air, of course, but not on air. But um, there are few people I trust. You're doing great work. We need to do more exchanges like this going forward uh, because time is so short. I, I, I really look at uh, Ken Clark is a friend of mine from Texas. He's a former elector, a county commissioner. His wife had to take his elector position because they didn't like the fact he had a political position too. So, uh, But I interviewed him a week ago, and I really believe December 14th is Trump's drop-dead date to act militarily. It probably is because then they might not follow him. 
I don't know if he'll have the power behind it. Because if the, if the Electoral College certifies Biden, then it's Trump who's the revolutionary. Right now, he can take the stand on protecting the, uh, the yes. uh, republic, you know, from a takeover. Yep. He doesn't yeah. have much time. I no. agree with you 100%. He has less than two weeks. Yep. And, um, well, let me ask you this question. If nothing happens and Biden and heels in the air, uh, Harris moves in to the White House, um, are you going to stop broadcasting? Are you going to go into hiding? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to broadcast. I might have to move. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I haven't thought about it enough. Honestly, it's one of those cognitive dissonance things that I know I need to think about it, but I'm not sure if I'm ready. Yeah, you know no. what I'm saying? Like I know, I'm, I'm telling myself, we that won't happen that won't happen but it's a very real possibility and I think it's coming close enough now where I have to um, make some decisions and maybe I'll just do it on my private networks for a while I don't know I probably won't stop because I'm I'm too stupid to stop <laughs> well we're gonna be so. we're, we're gonna be categorized before much longer as hate speech people well, that, I that's how they'll go after are. us. Well, they're going to go after us on that basis. Yeah, which we already are. And I've started turning the tables as much as I can, pointing out their hate speech. You know, because the, the list, you've seen the, the journalists that are posting now saying we have a list. And any of you people that are supporting Trump, they should you sh shouldn't have positions in. I'll read the exact thing. It's just terrible. This was a Washington Post journalist let's see if i still have it up on my front page here you know aoc hinted at that and i talked about hers but let's see um well, while you're looking michelle obama said we can never let trump supporters rise again oh god she's she's a piece of work okay so let, listen to this this is jennifer rubin and she's a uh with the washington post any are now promoting rejection of an election are calling to not to follow the will of the voters and making baseless allegations of fraud should never serve an office, join a corporate board, find a faculty position, or be accepted in a polite society. We have a list. There you go. That's that's uh, that's communism. Yep. And then this is uh, the person, uh, um, a troll that I had on my Twitter site responding cult 45 needs to prepare to be sent to fema camps for reprogramming and electric shock therapy president biden would be taking your guns to prevent mass shootings and forcing psychiatric meds down your throats to prevent self-harm we'll fix you this is what i don't know if you're familiar with larry grathwald did, did, you, ever, did you ever run across him no larry was a um, ex-fbi informant who penetrated the Weatherman Underground and Bill Ayers. And in an interview, and he said this on my show before he untimely passed, he said that, uh, he asked Bill Ayers, uh, what will you do if you ever win this communist revolution? This was like 1968. And he said, well, we'll have to put 50 million Americans into re-education camps, and we'll probably have to do away with over half of them. And he was the man who launched uh, Obama's um, political career in his Hyde Park, Chicago home for the state senate in illinois well and do you know that i have inside sources that are telling me that soros is no longer in his position and obama has taken it over 
in the in the Luciferian system business that they call it. It's Obama and Eric Holder, and they're using Soros money. Um, Obama has the foot soldiers. Uh, Holder has the weapons access conduits to communist China. I've written about this before, and um, yeah, you're you're absolutely right about this. This is the army that Obama bragged about during the campaign. They had to be just as strong, just as powerful, just as well funded. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what he does, and he's doing it from his bunker in D.C. His people are also involved in the Cal Exit movement to get California out of the union and collapse the American economy. Um, that's something I work with Paul Preston on a lot, who's the head of the 51st state movement out there. It's just absolutely insane what's going on. Well, Sarah, we got about a minute left, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people how they can follow your terrific work. Well, thank you so much. The best place is sarahwestall.com. And please sign up for my newsletter. And also, uh, just like Dave, I have a, a channel, sarahwestall.tv, where you can see me on uh, what, Roku and Apple TV and Fire TV. And that is also a subscription page, which, which helps keep me going. And I do exclusives on there as well. And I take a little bit different approach. I'm I really dive into this Luciferian cult with some inside members who've been at the very highest level to tr- just try to understand what this is all about. And it's really been quite eye-opening. So if you get a chance to listen to some of that, that will be um, helpful. And I also did a couple documentaries lately. Um, one that I published that I didn't do, but they did, and they, they're showing that 71% of the child pornography is being hosted out of the Netherlands. They have the largest port in the world, and they also have the most lenient pornography laws. And so for those of you that don't realize this, is the, the deep state, the underground globalists get a lot of their funding through this black market exactly. sale. Yeah, exactly. And, yes. and then the weapons transfer in Ukraine. Sarah, we're right up against it. we got to run, but I'll be in touch, and we're going to do more follow-ups. Thanks for joining us. It's Excellent. been terrific talking to you. Thank you. Thank you.